Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Tonight, grammar. Writer Zadie Smith said, the past is always tense, the future perfect. Here to help Paula get her tense in the right place is Julia Callahan, acquisitions editor and director of sales and marketing for Rare Bird Books. Plus, we're doing so well in Ecuador. Why are we doing so well in Ecuador? Why do we ring a bell in the Andes Mountains? We'll peruse the area to puzzle that out. And Paula and I are about to don Dr. Scholl's massaging insoles. Their advertising claims we will keep feeling energized because we have these things in our shoes. You can track our energy levels over the next 60 minutes or so and find out if the energy from our feet percolates into our brains. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to diagram the show's sentences so that there's always a subject married to an object. And now, please welcome the woman who divorces topical consistency like a dangling participle dumps its verb, Paula Poundstone! Thank you so much! Welcome, Paula. Well, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, wait, wait. I'm supposed to say... Yes? Am I supposed to say that this episode is dropping on Tuesday, October 29th, just a few days before Halloween? Is this an appropriate place to say that? If you want to say that, you can say that. Okay, I'm going to say it. This episode is dropping on Tuesday, October 29th, just a few days before Halloween, because we are moving. Hold on. Shut up, Bonnie. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right out of the gate. Now, Bonnie wanted to remind people that this is going to be our first one that drops on a Tuesday. Yeah. Which is immaterial because this is a dropping on a Tuesday. It's not dropping on a Tuesday? It is. It is. Oh, it is dropping on Tuesday. By the time people hear this, it's Tuesday. Oh. Well, but you could be listening on it another day. Right. Uh, technically. Yeah, but not Monday um, is my point. We no. told people last week. Well, you could listen week, on a Monday, yeah. but it would be one that already dropped. Can I just re-rack us and welcome tonight's house band, Dalton Day? Oh, hey, Dalton. Great job. Thank you. Love Fantastic. the way you sound. And you, know, you know, Dalton, um, if you had been playing on Monday, the people wouldn't be hearing you right now. That's right, because we wouldn't have been recording it's very confusing. It's very confusing, <laughs> yeah. but it's not so confusing as tonight's episodes, big thing that we're doing. Wait a minute. Back up. The new episodes will be dropping on Tuesdays because this is important to people. They they download for their Monday okay. commute. I want them to know you're going to download for your Tuesday commute. Monday, you're on your own. No. Monday, you can listen to the one from last week. Okay. All right. Then it doesn't hey, what do like you have in your deal, hand there, Adam? I have Dr. Scholl's uh, inserts. Uh, this was you went ahead and sprung for these, Paula. I did. This is a big, uh, our big show budget. 
big chunk of the yeah. budget. Uh, the yeah. Dr. Scholl's Extra Support Massaging Gel Insoles. And now you did this, why? Because you like to test advertising claims. Because I do. I wanted to test the advertising claim. And this was an irresistible uh, claim. <clears throat> All day comfort that keeps you feeling more energized. I love this idea of getting energy. Well, let's see if it happens. Uh, and what was the other thing they promised? The other claim is uh, helps you move more. Uh, all day comfort to help you move more. Now, here's something interesting. It could help us move from dropping on Mondays to dropping on Tuesdays. Yeah, but we're not going to move again. We've already moved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we already did. We move. already did. Okay, move. So, yeah, the, so these insoles will not help with that move. All right, so let's. Uh, um, I'm putting mine on. Are you I'm going to put mine on. on. I'm going to have to take out my existing insoles, which are um, prescri- prescription orthotics. What do you mean, have prescription orthotics? Well, we talked about that when we had the podiatrist on. Remember yeah, how uh, yeah, how my podiatrist called called me a, a biomechanical disaster? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I well, that. I'm taking out the things he gave me to help with that to test out these advertising claims. Yeah, I see. Oh, well, these should be. You should be all set with these, Adam. Well, what I do appreciate is it seems like they go up to size 14 for these, and that is exactly my size. Oh yeah, I was all shopping right. carefully for you. Thank now, you. Now uh, I'm trying to remove them from the. Uh, what Adam said, they're called blister packs. These plastic uh, containers that they're in, where the edges are sealed together. Yeah, it's the bane of it's the bane of modern products. Is the getting them pack. open? You yeah. can get cut by the plastic when you're opening it. I was just saying, it can ruin Christmas Day. I've got one. Yeah, it can because yeah. you spend all day opening the packages. Right, because you can never get to your kid's toy. Ooh, I've got. And I've then got they have a tantrum, and then they don't earn the toy. Oh, I feel kind of comfy right and now. And then Santa comes and stuffs it back up the chimney. What are you talking about? <laughs> just a l- I turned my attention to these shoes, and now like, you're in some kind of weird yeah. dystopian yeah, Christmas I'm just, fantasy. I'm just um, mm. remembering Christmas's past. Okay, I've got mine in. I've, Woo! I've oh wow! Like, oh, do you feel good? Not at all. All right. Not, well, for one, I'm wow. sitting. But yeah. then again, the Doctor Scholl's did not specify whether sitting or walking was. No, necessary. they said what was it again? Tell me the phrase again. It's going to help you move. Keep, keep, it'll keep you feeling energized and yeah. help you move more. Help I'm, I'm going to stand. More. You keep talking, Paul. I'm going to walk around this studio. Yeah. Uh, let me... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, normally Adam's supposed to be sitting at the microphone, but these are helping him move more. I don't know if they helped me, but I, I got to say that was uh, that was very. Uh, Comfortable. It was. Yeah, okay. my feet are my feet get... are really well cushioned. Oh, I think you're supposed to trim them down. Oh, your feet are. Uh, uh, I'm, see, I'm mo- reluctant to trim them down because uh, of the other thing, which is uh, <laughs> it's a money back guarantee. Yeah, which is <laughs> if you are not completely satisfied with your purchase, retain product packaging and original sales receipt, and visit drscholes.com slash mbg for information on our 90 day money back guarantee. I think you're allowed to trim them. Oh, all right. How would you be completely satisfied if you didn't trim them? Uh, well, that's a good point. All right, I have my. Um, do you have scissors? I do. I have scissors. You know what? I think this is going to be one of those rare times when I'm going to ask Anthony to stop recording, and we'll be back after Paula trims her insoles. And we're back. Well, that was great. That was great. So Adam Adam wisely said, why don't we stop tape while we trim the insole? Because he said he's trimmed insoles for other people before. I have. And he knew that it would take a while. And I can validate that because I've been to Adam's house, and there is a line around the block of um, people waiting for him to trim their insoles. Wow, this isn't true. It's a timely <laughs> thing. What do you mean trimmed insoles for other people I have. before? 
I have, that, for years. Oh, yeah, on your Facebook profile. It says that. It's, it's just, he, it's just not the, everybody's handy with the scissors. He's the little insult. Yeah, people come to his house. It's and, not about random people. And I there's insults for my they're, wife. They're standing on his porch, and they're oh making a God. scissor gesture with their fingers. How are your go, insults ah, feeling? Ah. You know, they're not trimmed very well. well I didn't think so. <laughs> it looked like you were kind of hacking him up over there. I was. I, I was sitting there going, like, if only she'd... Asked me to help her rather than make fun of me. (laughs) She'd be energized. The problem for me is that I I really have never trimmed my insoles before. So this Uh was... uh, Well, one of the problems I'm having uh, right away, Dr. Scholl, is uh, that um, they make your foot go up higher in your shoe. And I'm wearing a, a penny loafer. Okay. And there's not enough... I didn't have... Oh, so now it's tight. It's tight. Yeah, it's a little bit smushy in there. Oh, yeah. So the you're going to lose some circulation. Yeah, the reason there. that you're moving is trying to keep your blood flowing. Yeah, That's, it's yeah. kind of like having a compression sock, which you wear, right? Yeah, well, not currently, but yeah, sometimes I do. It's sort of like saying that, um, let me think. It's sort of like saying that a, a food uh, w- w- makes you run faster, but the reason you're running is because you're about to vomit and you're trying to get to a receptacle. I see what you're saying. Yeah, uh, well- well, in that case, maybe you're energized. It's definitely keeping you moving more. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm moving because I'm just trying to feel my toes. But that's what, <laughs> so we're we're just going to establish that that um, is um that is uh what we're going to be wearing for the whole show. Yeah, we'll be checking in with yeah. our with our mood. Yeah, we'll be seeing how far I've lost feeling. In your foot. I think by the you end of the show, you might lose a toe. Uh, yeah, I may you have could to have, easily lose a toe. I may have to have you trim uh, my toes off, which uh, I know I, you've I've done. I've done that for many people. Yeah, I. <laughs> A line around your house. Yes. And the people who are just there for the insoles are so happy compared right. to the people, people that are the there for the yeah, anti- exactly. amputation. Yeah. <laughs> they much, say to each other, what do, you, what do you see an Adam for? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting the insoles. Oh, you were so fucking lucky. I wish I'd been that smart. Yeah. Now I have to get my toe taken off. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. exactly that's, what happens. This macabre subject, uh, as, you, as you pointed out, it's Wait appropriate that it's dropping right before Halloween because... Oh, I'm sorry, I was going to change the subject. You, you're you're going to change me. the subject? What? And you don't even see the bison right there? Oh, Do you see yeah, that bison? We'll get that bison later. Um, okay, no. No, right. What do you mean, uh, no? Oh, it's what, giant. Be, what, behind the bison? <laughs> oh, it is the bison. I see what you're saying. The yes, big, there's a bison in the, the studio. The big, enormous animal. Anthony Alfaro. Well, our engineer has once again brought a large mammal to the studio. Nicest guy in the world, but, but why would he? He's, 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 I, it's kind of sad. He it's, feels like he needs to show weird. off by bringing these gigantic black market animals and to the this studio. this is a tiny studio. All right, Anthony, uh, why is the bison here? Uh, shouldn't it be at a home where the buffalo roam? Well, it's not a buffalo. Uh, buffalo don't roam the American West. They're actually indigenous to South Asia, which are known as water buffalo, and Africa, which are known as Cape buffalo. Uh, bison, as you actually correctly named them, are, are the only ones found in North America. So that's a bit of a, like a, a misnomery kind of phrase that we use. So is the word misnomery. Um, <laughs> now, that, that, I guess the question that Paula would want to ask is... Um, Why does he look pissed? That's what I want to ask. <laughs> well, it's a, she. It's a she. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> Maybe she's pissed because she's only on the nickel. Maybe that's... And she's not on the nickel anymore. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. The, bi- the bison nickel. We used to call those buffalo head nickels, which yeah. I'm sure offends yeah. Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not offended, well, t- it's just wrong. <laughs> Anthony, perhaps you could promise your bison girlfriend there that we'll get her on the Bitcoin. 
<laughs> which is not a physical piece of currency. Yeah. Well, don't say that in front of the bison. She does not look she happy about it. She doesn't look put. And you know what, honey? Little... Beards are in now. She's big. How big is this girl? Uh, well, she's on the lower end because she's female. Uh, they usually weigh between 900 and like 2,000 pounds. That's a big range. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't weigh her because that would have been rude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's that's fair. That's fair. Is there anything else you want us to know about uh, about her, like her name? Uh, I never asked. You don't impose. Yeah. yeah, you don't a, impose. A, you don't want to impose human values on the bison. Yeah. yeah. No, but, no. Wait a minute, Anthony. Didn't I just read the other? Like recently, there was a little girl attacked by a bison at Yellowstone Park. I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. And Anthony, where did you get this bison? I can't speak about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Anthony Alfaro. Uh, thank you for uh, coming by to tell Look us about this that. bison. Um, Look at that beard. That's a it's a big beard. Yeah. And and the bison has one too. Yeah. Oh, I thought uh, you were talking about Anthony. No, no, I'm talking okay. about the bison. That All right. Is... Now I want to talk about the thing that we were supposed to talk about earlier, and it's that this show is coming out near Halloween. Yes. And our own producer, your manager. <laughs> Captain Crinkle, a.k.a. Bonnie Burns, um, had a question, and way against my better judgment, we're actually going to bring her to the microphone, is that right, Paula? Yeah, yeah, because Captain Crinkle has a question, Bonnie Burns, my manager. All right, Bonnie, uh, welcome. Uh, uh, you're not going to be here long, I know you have a lot to do today, tonight. Um, yeah. Captain Crinkle, everybody, Bonnie Burns. Okay, so Bonnie, you have a question. Okay, here's my question. This is going to be succinct, I'm sure. It's so succinct. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nicely, nicely crinkled. Okay, so say it's Halloween and you're home and you don't want to answer for trick-or-treaters. And you don't want to answer for trick-or-treaters. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Here okay. we go. So that's it? You don't no, want to no, answer no. the you door? You don't want to open up the door. Why? Okay, let me just begin here. <laughs> if you're home, why wouldn't you open the door? You just don't want to be bothered. Like you want to go. What kind of an asshole neighbor? <laughs> right. So you want to be that neighbor? Yeah. With right. the dark house uh -huh. and no candy. So you want the dark house, but you don't want the kids to go without the candy. Right. right. But because kids don't want... get enough candy on Halloween. Yeah. You don't. No, you, you don't yeah, want because be... you're so loving that you want them to have candy, but you don't want to <laughs> see them. You you don't want to open the door and say, "Oh, you look great." Drink a treat. You don't want to get up that many times. Yeah. You're sick. Maybe of you need the Dr. Scholl's insults. <laughs> yeah. You're sick of doing it. You just want to go and not be bothered at putting the door. Okay. Uh -huh. Like I live uh, yeah. somewhere where a lot of kids come. Okay. Okay. So, so what, what happened? Wow. Did you do this one time? Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to help you get to the I point you want to make. you're like rushing me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How dare I rush somebody yeah. who said she had a succinct question yeah. to ask? It's, it's best not to rush her. You know, <laughs> the bison is behind her and yeah. it's becoming agitated. I think yeah. if you rush Captain Crinkle, the bison becomes agitated. They have Great. a connection. All right, so go on, buddy. Okay, so last year, what I did was I put out a bowl of candy. Uh -huh. Are you and crying? No. You seem really upset. You guys. <laughs> You guys make me laugh. So, okay. <laughs> which is a good okay. quality. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. You, you put yeah. out a bowl of candy. Yeah, I have to yeah. say, if no. I manage Paula, she You don't she have to say it. it. She makes you me laugh. You can stick to the topic. You it's don't have to digress. It's a good quality, wouldn't you? <laughs> All right. You, you guys okay, are putting out a bowl of candy. You put out a bowl of candy. Why won't you open the door? I just, you could tell them that. You could say, I hi, kids, I managed Paula Poundstone. I told you this was going to turn into a disaster. 
Paul's like, no, we'll just have Bonnie up to ask the question and we'll talk about it. We haven't even gotten to the question yet. We haven't gotten past what happened last year. What, right, what, and did I something said. something accompany the bowl? A little sign. Oh, have you heard this story? Yes. What, so, you, what, all right, so you put out a little sign. What did the a sign say? A it said, please be honest, take two. Only take two. Uh-huh. So then I was like somewhere in the other side of the house. It was all dark. It's a big house? It's not that big. Okay. So I hear this. But you were way on the other side of it. Anyway. You come back to the long door. Long story. <laughs> long story <laughs> short. Ship sailed, Bonnie. <laughs> okay. Long story right, short. Yeah. I come back. I, I don't know. Whatever. Very quickly afterwards, I go look, and the bowl is empty. Like right away. Like a few minutes. Right. Like some asshole. Took all well, wait a minute. Speaking of assholes, I didn't want to get up and open the door. Yeah. All right. They, I, okay, wait. So what's your question? Took, my question is, he came and took all the candy. Probably the first person. Has anyone there. seen those kids? <laughs> this doesn't sound like it's leading to a question. If you've so seen those is, children, they have bad teeth and they're a little overweight. Please call. Do any of the listeners have a suggestion of what to do? Because I don't want the yeah, kids to go with Get up and open the door. <laughs> well, I, I do want to say, if, you, if your note said what you say your note said... It did. That's going to make it said, kids please, angry. No, I may please not be said, honest. Please be honest. Yeah, I might it, have just said, said you wrote down. Please be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I could have just said please take two only. Two. You told me yesterday you wrote I the note that said please sure. be honest. And Tony please. said no. I think you wrote. I'm pretty sure you wrote please <laughs> it be said, honest. Please be honest, and your hygiene could use some work too. Yeah. It's insulting. Yeah. Immediately, if I'm a kid, I might walk up there and if it said uh, please take two, I would take two. If I saw please be honest, I'm like this lady who's clearly on the other side of the house anyway. Right. <laughs> it's questioning my honesty. Yeah. I'll show her. I'm going to yeah. dump the whole bowl yeah. into my backpack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My question was, yeah. do any of the listeners have a suggestion what you could do so that you could leave candy for the kids and they wouldn't take all Why of it? is it so important that the kids get candy if you have no <laughs> other interaction with them? I don't want them to have to go without just because I don't want to open well, the door. Do you live in like a really poverty-stricken area where no. the kids go months and years without <laughs> candy? No, but... You know, yeah, no. <laughs> so, because so, on one level you sound so caring, like you sound like Santa Claus. On one level, it's like oh, Santa Claus. Have, oh, I can't have little Timmy do it without his snack bar. Oh, this, <laughs> oh, oh this, no, we not might, on my watch. Oh, no, we wait, might oh. have to cancel Christmas. <laughs> I think you said yeah. that you wondered about the same thing. No, not for the same treat. reason. No, I know, but it no. was the same thing. You no, it's not the same thing with. at all. No, Paula, what I Paula said, said she want, you, you were going to be away. I said when I used to take my kids for trick-or-treat, there was no one home to give the candy out. And so we had tried the thing of putting out the bowl with a note saying, you know, please take one. Please don't be a douchebag was uh, yeah. probably your, your, yeah. uh, your note, right, Paula? Uh, yeah, I said, you know, make an exception to the rule. Be honest tonight. And what happened? Uh, the whole bowl was emptied in a few <laughs> seconds. Yeah. So you were wondering. It was my son. You were uh, <laughs> He slipped away from our group for a minute, yeah. ran back, grabbed all the candy from our house, um, uh, yeah, no, okay, but the part that makes no sense is if you have all this care and concern, I don't want the kids to go without the candy, why wouldn't you just open the door? I'm just not in the mood to keep answering the door for these little kids. <laughs> you know, uh, I think we I think we have exposed that you are a bundle of contradictions, Bonnie. <laughs> oh, is, my God. This is a... Uh, pediatrician Bonnie Burns. Yeah. 
I love the kids. Yeah. I want to heal the kids. Yeah, but I'm And I don't just, care if they live or die. Yeah, but I am not going to get out of my chair and examine every child patient that comes into my office. Please be honest and take only one prescription with you. Yeah. I got, there's a tongue depressor and a blood pressure cuff. And a cup. Please be honest. <laughs> Leave only a little bit of pee. Please don't <laughs> fill the cup. It Other makes, people need to pee in that cup. It makes more work for for pediatrician Captain Crinkle. At the end of the day, I'm going to test the cup, and everybody who came to the office today will get the same result, and That's you'll true. love it. And they will love it. Yeah, that's a, a twist in the story that I, I didn't understand. Yeah, I still yeah. don't understand. So, yeah. um, yes, that, uh, Captain Crinkle, everybody, Bonnie Burns. Let's, oh let's, let's get her out of here before more damage is done. Yeah. Uh, so, Paula, there's, uh, yeah, I understand I that there's love a piece. Bonnie, and she's the best manager a person could ever hope to have. Right. But Jesus, she makes no fucking sense. No, no she should be a senator. With her ability to not make sense and to filibuster, it's Boy, just amazing. imagine her questioning somebody. Yeah. I'm getting to the point. Your time is up, Senator Burns. <laughs> no! no! I'm still I'm still doing the intro part at the beginning before I ask the question. Um, uh, hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress. And yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress. And I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally, and everybody just piles on it, and it it's comfy, and yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes. You know, when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff, it's really not that technical. You know, uh, no matter what way you sleep, they have a mattress that will support and comfort you. How hard is that? Uh, you know, when you say it that way, it seems a lot simpler. I take it back. That's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. 
You know, I think Bonnie got the midnight lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our class put on a production of a midsummer night's dream okay and i played i played peter quince there there's the connection one of the mechanicals that's a great connection also yes has nothing to do with this which is that um quince is an online clothing store and as you know paula i've uh, i've lost a little weight lately oh right 75 pounds yeah so i literally have no clothes that are in my size until i just ordered some stuff at quince and i figured like here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so co- it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're <laughs> European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kind of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? 
They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing. They cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Uh, All right. So, Paula, this holiday is also a chance uh, to sell a new piece of Poundstone swag, I guess, huh? I hope so. You have a good idea for uh, I do Paula. have a great idea. The yeah. sexy Paula Poundstone Halloween costume. What? That's going to fly off the shelf. <laughs> Sexy Paula Poundstone Halloween costume. Okay. Yeah. So obviously you're you're capitalizing on the trend that they basically have a sexy version of every yeah. costume. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Smurf and Sexy Smurf. Yeah. Yeah. Bear so and Sexy Bear. So it's like a, a shirt and a tie and a big uh, kind of oversized jacket and then hot pants and wax lips. <laughs> Hot pants and wax lips? Hot pants. No, Adam. Hot pants. Hot pants. <laughs> yeah, and wax lips. I, I, why the hot pants? I don't, I don't get it. So the Bonnie will open the door. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, let me just get this straight. You're going to be in the, I'm the... dressed in a sexy Paula Poundstone Halloween costume. <laughs> open the door. Uh, you know what? I love the idea of a sexy Paula Poundstone Halloween costume. But that's not how you see it? I, I just, well, no, no, no. I guess I guess I don't see it that way. Okay. How yeah. do you see it? I don't want to say. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, what would a sexy Adam Felber Halloween costume look like? Uh, I, uh, just like you. Captain Crinkle, I can see you in the corner of my eye. She's shaking her head no. Like, just, no, there's just no version of that. Yeah. No, it would be exactly how you are now. Oh, that's so sweet, yeah, Paula. Yeah. Damn but, you, Bonnie. But with... But with smaller feet. We just what? like you, but with smaller feet. I think my feet. feet are very sexy. Yeah. Yeah. But no. And a biomechanical Abs- disaster. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Hugely sexy, Fred. But, um, you, know, uh, you know, I do have something on, on that topic. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, recently on our, um, was it on Twitter? I think it was on Twitter. It might have been on our Facebook page. Um, Louis Vertel, West Coast Entertainment Editor at AfterElton.com, posted an image of actor Timothy Chalamet saying... Timothy Chalamet is settling beautifully into his cocky young Paula Poundstone phase. Ah, someone else already dressed up like me then. That's I think that would qualify oh. as sexy Paula Poundstone. Timothy Chalamet <laughs> dressed up like Paula Poundstone. It is I, French Trump. Oh, hey everybody! It's uh, everybody's second favorite denuded hand puppet on this broadcast, French Trump. It is, ah, uh, uh, I did not do it. I did do it. It's okay to do it. I will do it again. Look what he did. It is, ah, uh, French Trump. <laughs> well, welcome, French Trump. And you, you approve you. of the uh, the Timothy Chalamet? Uh, uh, I like the name, quip. Timothy Chalamet. Oh, because it, uh, it's because kind of French pronunciation. Because he wore a sexy, stirred <laughs> costume with, with hot pants. Hot pants, yes. Hot pants. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, isn't that short pants? Uh, hot Hot. I was, but short. What is that? Hot in French. <laughs> Hot in French. 
I am French Trump. I, I did not know that word. Uh, <laughs> you only know the best words. I know the best words. <laughs> uh, my great and unmatched wisdom makes me know the best words. <laughs> wisdom. Wisdom. <laughs> you may not. I, I will not be a part of the impeachment process. You, 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 you cannot. Uh, what's the word? What is the thing they give? Uh, uh, sub- subpoena. I will not allow my people to respond to a subpoena. <laughs> French Trump, I love how you seem to find your accent as you go along. <laughs> it's, it's endearing. <laughs> I am a native uh, Frenchman. Frenchman? Frenchman. <laughs> Not even in the my favorite, friend. My favorite place to talk is uh, to speak, to make a speech, is uh, a speech. Uh, a speech is on the south, uh, on the driveway of the uh, White House, of the White <laughs> Chalet. Do you mean the Blanc? The chalet? The, the, the Chalet Blanc? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the White. Yeah, the Blanc Chalet. <laughs> I love Johnny to Blanc. I love to speak there on the on the tarmac there I lo- on the tarmac. on the driveway the driveway yeah, yeah. well yeah. that's where I lie that's where I tell the untruths <laughs> on that slippery slope of a driveway I have a theory what's you that you know if I'm not standing there I can be very honest oh really uh, but I tell the lie when I stand on bullshit boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're blaming the driveway you know, now. Uh, it's when I stand on Drivel Drive, I tell the <laughs> lie. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm on my way to my helicopter, yes, uh, my aero, aerodynamic helicopter. Well, uh, most the, of them are. The uh, whirly bird, the whirly, the... the, the, the helicopter the, is fine. Helicopter. <laughs> it blows the truth from my brain. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's exactly, so, it's not my fault. So there's an helicopter on Bullshit Boulevard. There's an helicopter waiting for me and my wife, Melania, uh, who I wake up to each morning. Uh, morning? I, uh, each, uh, after the sunrise. Yeah, no, it's morning. Yeah, yeah. morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am French Trump. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I have robbed many francs from many bonks. I am French Trump. <laughs> Mr. Trump, is, is Paula there? Uh, not right now. <laughs> oh, please. Well, if you see Paula, tell her I, d- I just want to get us to the word of the w- week, if, if that's you possible. You know, Adam, I have a word this week. Oh, it's week. Paula. Great. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, this, uh, you know, French Trump was here just a minute ago. No. Yes. Uh, I hope he was honest. No. Um, Adam, my word for this week is uh, nugatory. 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 It's an adjective. You probably thought it had to do with... It pertains uh, to nougat. I, right. That it had to do with the nougat inside the inedible butterfingers. Yeah. Uh, but in fact, no. It, it uh, means they... inconsequential, worthless, having no force, inoperative. Those are the meanings. Okay. Nugatory. Nugatory. It has uh, no force. It's inoperative. It's, yeah. it's uh, impotent. Impotent! Uh, yes. I will use it in a sentence. Please use it in a sentence. Adam. I want to hear it. The antibiotic this. I was given for my bladder infection proved nugatory. Okay. Okay, so worthless, inconsequential. That, that yeah. feels like a little bit of a stretch of the, Why? the word nugatory. Ineffective it, is better there. It was ineffective. Yeah. It was worthless, having no force. Yeah. Yeah. 
You don't feel that's the right use for it? it doesn't I, I, I don't know because I don't know the word nugatory, but based on your definition, well, I think... Well, if you don't know the word nugatory, you because... said it like you like you live on nugatory lane. Like you've, <laughs> like, you, you said it like you've worked in the nugatory business most of no, your I'm life, just, and you were uh, certain that I was using it in, incorrectly. It, it sounds like it was nugatory nu- is not... It, it was it, worthless. The medication that I took for my bladder infection was worthless. Yeah. It had no force. It well, was inconsequential. Well, nah, okay. It didn't have consequences. All right, all right, Paula, I'm not going to criticize. No, the, that the consequence that it had inventory. was it did not kill the bacteria. It, it did not. Do you yeah. have a bladder infection? Not now. Well, I guess it wasn't nugatory then. <laughs> no, I got another med. Oh, you did? Yeah, I did. Oh, so you actually had one med. It yeah. didn't work. And you got another d- And the med. doctor called me over the weekend, so we gave you the wrong medicine. Oh. Yeah, because I go to Dr. Oops. <laughs> Wait, so you literally got the wrong medicine, and the yeah. doctor realized that sometime over the weekend, like woke yeah. up in the middle of the night and was like, yeah. oh my God, I got to yeah. go up and Well, I don't think, you sounded very casual about it. Yeah, we gave the wrong med. How you doing? Well, what, they, what, what med did they give you? Uh, Bactrim. Bactrim was the first one they gave yeah. you. Yeah. And it was not. It, not... Was, it was nugatory. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Um, yeah. yeah, it was nugatory. Now, now, now Paula, uh, last week you, um, you tried to make a little song. Because you're forgetting oh, all yeah. the vocabulary yeah. words. Yeah, I tried again this week. So you tried to I'm put it together a song good. so you could keep those vocabulary words in your head. Um, uh, Captain Crinkle, you might remember Bonnie Burns, your manager. Yeah. She was yeah. just here at the microphone. Yeah. She said she found the song fairly lame. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, well, well, no, I think but, I said, the, the, the song was pretty lame. But, was, but then she the, went on. The reason I was trying to come up with a song was because I'm not remembering the vocabulary words. I remember it during that week, and then I, and then I forget it. So the the, the so you music so this helps entire with pursuit is nugatory. Uh, well, yes, it okay. has been. I'm not sure been. you're using that right. Adam. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> I think you're wielding the nugatory improperly. I think that's the first proper use of it tonight. But well, in any case, can we get the uh, cuffs wanna... for Adam? Can we get the can we get the vocabulary handcuffs for Adam <laughs> Felber, please? I want to. You know what that is? Vocabulary, police. Come right on in here. They're trying to batter the door down. This is one of those things where you using, call them in and they take you away. They're using a. Because they're using. I am confident that my nugatory no, usage was better than yours. They're using a Nerf battering ram, fellas. That's nugatory, uh, which is inconsequential, worthless, having no force, inoperative. Just open the fucking door. Not you, Bunny. I know you won't. I uh, just come on in, guys. I'm, I'm come innocent. Come on in. I, I'm I, innocent. This is him. This is Adam Felber. He used nugatory incorrectly. I just want to point out about your song. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> that's the vocab. That's the siren from the vocabulary. I am tempted police. to allow these these imaginary policemen to drag me off right now. <laughs> 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 I feel like that would be a sweet, sweet release. Jane Fonda's uh, going to get arrested every Friday. Why is that? She's decided to. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, she's been um, arrested once to uh, this year, right? right? She, she was arrested for. Uh, protesting over climate change, wanting them to do something about climate change. Okay. And uh, uh, and she said she was going to get arrested every Friday. Oh, really? Which I figure, was she 80 years old? Uh, she doesn't have a lot of Fridays left. Well, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but it's true. No, it isn't. Uh, you, I... But I think at 80, <laughs> you don't worry about your record so much. 
Yeah. You know. You, right. It's you not know. like she's going to, like, she won't be able to apply for a loan. Well, precisely. And it's and not I, like she's I, ever going to pay I, back a loan. I can't tell you how much I admire her, the dignity with which she walks away. But apparently now she's also decided to get arrested every Thursday, but for a different crime. Each week it's going to be a different crime, not necessarily. A different cause, pro- you mean? Oh, a different crime. No, not a cause. Oh. Okay, just a crime. <laughs> yeah, just a crime. Wow. She's just decided to Petty get arrested. Petty theft and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Woo, 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 woo. The, the vocabulary police. Yeah, that, yeah, because she used maybe nugatory. Maybe she used said, nugatory Because they were trying to use the plastic cuffs on her, and she said, fellas, yeah. I'm going to demand that we get back cuffs. to this Captain Crinkle thing that I was trying to bring up. What were you trying to bring up? Because I want to bring back the song, because you're going to sing your song. I'm going to try. I, I forgot last week's song. I really need help with my song. So if there's listeners okay. that could help me write a vocabulary song, the idea is to make this song, every week we add on a new word right. to a pre-existing vocabulary song. Right. And Bonnie pointed out that mine didn't have any rhyming words she in did, it. She did. She's right. Uh, but what, what she's wrong about, though, is she then said that to her, now you were with me on this, this call, and I got to tell you, if you're out there, if we really start to hate our listeners, we will make a separate podcast that is our pre-meeting <laughs> that we have on the phone every day you, you, before every show. We should do because that. Because this is, it's just, it can be excruciating. Because unlike this show, Bonnie has unlimited rights to talk. <laughs> and, and doggone it, she uses them. And so, like, what she said yesterday. She's a guiding force in yeah, our podcast. Yes, yes. What, so what she said force. yesterday was that you're, you're, um... Your song last week was was uh, useless like Shakespeare. I did. Was, uh, she compared it to Shakespeare. Yeah, she did compare it to Shakespeare. And it, yeah. she said, she's now saying she didn't say useless. Tony O'Neill yeah. Hall, what did she say? Uh, I th- I said it was lame, and she said it was. I said it was hard to follow. Oh, it was, oh, no, hard. she didn't say it was oh. hard to follow. Okay. It didn't have a hook. It didn't yeah, have a hook did, like, like Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yeah. It didn't have a hook. Yeah. Now, but you remember the words, out damn spot was last week's word. That's exactly right. My point is that Shakespeare is made of hooks. Yeah. To and be Bonnie's or like, not to be was last week's word. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That might help. Yeah. But, uh, That's really what, the only part I know. Talk- I don't want to bring it to the microphone. What yeah. was she talking about? Shakespeare not having a hook. Uh, yeah. And uh, he rhymes quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Anthony and Juliet. <laughs> Now, now Bonnie's saying something about Greeks. No, I said it was like Greek. Yeah, then she. Oh, actually, I, I see. Yeah. She's saying that Shakespeare is like Greek. There's nothing no, to hold on to. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 you know it's all bad I enough say, when you're on microphone, Bonnie. I, I don't want to get in a conversation with you when you're off. All right, let's not stickle over this. Let's not uh, see. There's one. So, do you have a version of the song? Was what I wanted to get to before we really. leave Act One. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I have to work on it. I. I just. I need. Uh, you know. I need a song that sticks in my head. Okay, so you know? listeners, if you're out there, you might want to put down the pens that you've been using to write uh, for our theme song contest and uh, pick them up to maybe write the vocabulary word song for us because uh, there's a big prize. There's, a, there's definitely a bar of uh, f- hotel soap in it fresh for you. Hotel soap, fresh hotel uh, soap. Adam, it's fresh Autographed hotel soap. Autographed hotel soap. Soap. Uh, soup. Not hotel soup. <laughs> Boy, that's hard to sign. What's your soup today? Yeah, uh, the ivory. <laughs> Coming up, Edgar Allan Poe wrote, A man's grammar, like Caesar's wife, should not only be pure, but above suspicion of impurity. We'll see if we can pass the purity test when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And we're back. That's Dalton Day on Geet. 
for our uh, for our house band tonight. I'm Very loving nice. Them. Yeah, it's creating a great mood in here. Speaking of great moods, Paula, how are those insoles managing your mood? You know, uh, I, I say that I have lost. It feels like I'm wearing ski boots up until like about the balls of my feet from the toes up. Okay, I have no feeling now. I did okay, check so the package, right? Um, because I mean, the good news is that it's cushiony. I, yeah, it's I very give them cushiony. That. It's yeah. very cushiony, but it says casual shoes, and those uh, are casual shoes. These right. are very casual. The insert itself is not all that thick, but I didn't. Those have, shoes are so casual that if they were a person, they would not be wearing shoes. They, they, uh, no, these are, they're penny loafers, yeah, but exactly. but they're they they did apparently. Uh, I didn't have a lot of space in between my foot and the and the top of the right, shoe. Right, and there's no warnings on the back of this package at all about how it might. Uh, it's supposed to give you energy. Yeah. Are it's, you energized? I, um, I don't know that I can say that I feel energized. Uh, More just kind of in pain and numb. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit numb. Constricted. Um, now I I can't. Your calves are like purple at this point. Yeah. Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm sort of bouncing my feet on the ground, but more just to get the feeling back okay. than because I feel like running around exactly. Right. Well, all right. Yeah, I don't know that I can say I feel any more energized than usual. You don't? Uh, I don't think I do. You don't no. look energized. I don't no. feel energized. No. No. I mean, I'm not dozing off either. And I, I feel just... no, no obligation or even desire to move more than I usually do during the podcast. No. No. The thing is, I always move enough. Right, you know, to get from one place to another. You know, it'd be great. What is if Bonnie Burns had these insoles on Halloween? <laughs> oh, so she'd be able to and she'd actually feel haul like her carcass up to the door up and ten times, answering the door, rather than hiding in the bushes of, watching kids steal candy. Yeah, instead of wasting pounds and pounds and bags and bags of candy yeah. by just replacing a big. Uh, she's bowl working on a note for Halloween over there. It says, "Hey, you little bastards!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take more than two, and I'll cut you. Yeah. Wash hands before touching bowl. That's one. You, you filthy rogues. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, Paula, let's let's segue to this topic at hand. Here we which are. Is, grammar continues to be an issue for you. It is. We've had one grammarian on, and now we're calling in reinforcements. Because here's my problem. I call Judy Platt, my high school English teacher, every couple of months to ask another grammar question, and I keep hoping she doesn't notice that I ask the same question a lot. Punctuation answers do not stick in my head. Well, the first thing I'm going to suggest is if your high school... Bonnie, must we get up right now? And I, like Honestly, it's appropriate this is a Halloween episode because whenever Bonnie moves, yeah. she manages to make her chair sound like a squeaking door from the haunted house. Do you know she doesn't, she doesn't even need this job? Do yeah. you know that? Because she did all the um, Foley work on uh, the Adams Family movie. Honestly, Bonnie, if you don't want kids to, to, to take candy on Halloween, just get up out of your chair. <laughs> They will run. It's like, honestly, she was just getting up to take a picture here. That was a very scary noise. Oh it was prematurely <laughs> scary. But here's, a, here's what I want to say to you. Uh, your high school English teacher, you keep calling for grammar advice? Yeah. You know, several decades down the road, you're still not understanding That's, grammar. Yeah. It's not uh, several decades, by it's the a, way. It's a couple of decades. Okay, but it's not several. <laughs> How many is a several? Uh, it's Seven. Okay, it's not seven. Yeah, no, it's not seven decades down the road. More than two. I'm counting my (laughs) high school. That would make me 70 plus seven. That would make me 87 years old, still calling my high school English teacher to ask 
grammar you're not questions. Not eighty-seven. I was no, thinking three or four that, would be yeah, several. But yeah. anyway, it's Jane Fonda. She's calling her high school teacher to get arrested to say <laughs> she's she's harassing her. But I, I want to. What I want to point out is it's been a couple of decades, Paula. Yeah. And this is your high school English teacher. You still don't understand grammar. Yeah. Maybe Judy Plot's a terrible teacher. No, she was a great teacher. Yeah, it's I'm, not sticking with you though. No, I was not a sponge. Okay. I was not a, a, a grammar sponge. Well, let's see if you can sponge up some to of this. To be totally ha- honest, I didn't go to class a lot, and that cut in yeah, that's gonna, on my that's learning. Hurt your- but now, as an adult, I do. I seek her advice all the time. All and right. uh, And we did already have a grammarian on the show. Yeah, that's right. And I just, and you, she was you need terrific, more. but it's all falling out of my head. You need a second head. opinion. I got uh, you. Plus, there's plenty of grammar questions. Well, we have someone here to give you a refresher course and to answer your new questions. Julia Callahan is is an acquisition editor and director of sales and marketing for Rare Bird Books. She also teaches for UCLA Extension. Please welcome Julia Callahan! Thank Julia, you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks I have for a having me. burning question to start with because I can never remember this. Okay. If I am asking, uh, comma, um, <laughs> quote... Did Captain Crinkle say, comma, single, what is it, single quote, when it's just one it's instead of two? It's a quote, a quote, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it called? It's just a single quote. It's a single, single quote. quote. Yeah. So yeah. I said it correctly. Yeah. Oh, that's the second time tonight. Uh, I'm sure there's okay. some other term that someone's going to email you about, but yeah, I'll just call fine. it a single yeah, quote. We don't, we, don't care about <laughs> we don't care about them. All right. Quote, uh, did Captain Crinkle say, comma, single quote, I wasn't crinkling that time? Is it single quote, question mark, double quote? Or is it question mark, single quote, double quote? Or is it. There is zero what? chance our listeners know what you're saying. They right know right exactly now. what I'm saying. Can I, I'm going to rephrase it a little bit just yeah. for our listeners. I think yeah. you're getting it. Yeah. Um, if, if Paula wants to ask. Did Captain Crinkle say, I wasn't crinkling this time? No, There's crinkling. A, I wasn't crinkling. crinkling this time. He's crunkling. That's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that's it's not the, Captain Crunkle. If, if that's the question you're answering, yeah. and so it's a statement from, it, you're asking a question about a statement somebody else made. Right. Where does that question mark go? Inside the second quote, inside the first, where does it go? It goes but Before out. you answer, Julia, I, <laughs> I made it perfectly clear. Did yeah. I not? Yeah. Thank totally. You. 100% yeah. clear. Yes. yes. Of so course. Of true. course. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely a lie. All right, go on. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so it's it looks very weird when you see it on the page, but it would be the question mark outside the quote. So, you know, you're quoting, I wasn't crinkling this time. Captain Crinkle says that. The question mark is your question, so it's outside of the quotation. It's marks. outside the single quote, inside the double yeah, quote. Exactly. Okay. Oh, I love that. So write that down, Julie. Right. So yeah, it's and it looks one crazy. thing Paula doesn't do is lose her notes. Yeah. No, never. I can tell. <laughs> She's actually currently looking for that little wait, piece of note paper. Wait a minute. Yep. All right. Well, All right. well thank okay. you for that one, Julia. That, yeah, that looks very it does, I will say that you're right that it does look insane. Yeah. Like, yeah. it looks really wrong, but it's actually yeah. not wrong. Well, you know, in this now, what uh, do you do climate, if, Cap- looks if Captain Crinkle's thing is a, is a question? The, if so, Captain Crinkle's thing is a question, then it's inside the quotation. It's inside the, the single quote, and then it would be single quote, double quote. What if the sentence is, did Captain Crinkle ask, was I crinkling this time? Are now you've got a double question. Are there two question marks? Yeah, you have a double question mark. Yeah. And really? it can start to look really crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah. Now, is there an overall philosophical ruling grammar? Like kind of like the Hippocratic Oath kind of thing, like the first do no harm kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I mean, I would say that the the rule is definitely like communication and clarity is key. So whatever you're trying to communicate through your writing, 
the key to grammar is like what makes that the clearest and right. what makes that the easiest to understand for your audience. So, you know, if it's if you put no punctuation anywhere, it becomes a mess. Sure. So the punctuation is just actually to help clarify for whoever you're writing to or whatever you're writing what you're trying to say to okay, them. Okay, so so if it comes across, it comes across, and if and if it, that's why we have the rules to make yeah. it come across better. Yeah, oh, and the, and you know answer. the rules are a little bendable and they're bendy, but um, but yeah, you just want people to know what what you're talking about and what you're tell, telling them. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. All right, what if I wanted to start a letter with "Hey Tony" instead of "Dear Tony"? How do you do that? How do you do hey, Tony? Dear Tony is, you know, capital dear uh, and then Tony, comma. But what if I want to say hey, Tony? If you're writing a letter, I would say those are punctuated the exact same way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask you. <laughs> okay. I am your co-host, though, and I'm going to weigh in. I'm going to use the power I, of the pen. We have an expert here. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 I'm just confirming the, the, that she's right. Oh, you're confirming that she's so right? What did you think it was, like a comma after hey? No, I thought it was a colon. No. No. Colon. Oh, I wish you guys could see Julia's face. <laughs> she looked disappointed in she you. She looked there was judgment in Yeah. Yeah. She furrowed her brow at Yeah, me. it's like it's like she thought that you were gonna be asking a question that that made some sort of sense. Well, I think it is Bigly a word. No. It's not a word. <laughs> Bigly. Bigly is not a word. Okay. Adam so, Well apparently non French Trump thinks it is. No, it is not a word. Oh, although you know, I've been wondering this since day one of his candidacy. Is he saying big league? No. He's not saying big league. Okay. Yeah. All right then. Well that's answered then. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's been your question since day one of his candidacy? Because he, he says bigly, and he keeps saying it, and I'm thinking he might be saying big league. No, he's not. But there's okay. so many other questions, I think. That's that the only one I want to ask <laughs> about the Trump presidency. But for you, it's just, is it bigly or big league? Yeah, that's yeah. it. After that, everything I, I wondered about is, is done that, with, with yeah, Trump. That's, that's my only point Other of curiosity. That, you're, it's, you're all in. Yeah. Uh, now, I On enjoy, the Trump train. Julia, uh, oh, wait, I have a, wait. What is the definition of a run-on sentence? It's so technically it's a sentence that's not punctuated correctly, so it has multiple um it has like multiple independent clauses in it, uh-huh. but they're not actually punctuated in a way that um like they, there's not a comma in between them say uh-huh. or not a semicolon in so between them. So as far them. as you're concerned, it's not a run-on sentence no matter how many complete clauses there are as long as you're punctuating correctly. Yeah, tec- that's technically that's true. Technically true. Yeah. Okay. So because I mean, my manager uh Captain Crinkle Bonnie Burns yeah. has said of my writing before uh that she thought there was a run-on sentence and and what she meant Bonnie accused you of a run-on <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Bonnie's yeah. still trying to wend her way to the end of a sentence she started in 1987. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well. Oh, my God. She can spot him. <laughs> uh, Takes one to know one. Uh, but in fact, I, I, I don't believe the sentence uh, when it's happened more than once, by the way. But uh, I, I think that she was just assuming that if it's a long sentence, then it's a run on sentence. But that's. I mean, it depends, right? Faulkner wrote 120 pages of the first part of The Sound and the Fury, and there's not one punctuation mark in the whole thing. Yeah, but that's not clear at all. That not, book is hard to get through. Sure, I couldn't clear, understand a goddamn word of it. Well, but, that chapter is My Mother is a Fish was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. I think. <laughs> what? My Mother is a Fish? It's an entire chapter. Where oh, that's in Azalea Dying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, How could you... <laughs> How could you confuse those? 
as I lay <laughs> dying, yeah, and I actually kill, I try I've tried to read uh, I tried to read the sound and the fury, yeah. and every night when I laid down to read, I would come up with a different theory about what it meant, and I'd read a little bit, and I'm like, no, that wasn't it either. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. It's up for So he's not a good example of clarity. Not no. a good example of clarity, but what I'm trying to say is that he doesn't have to punct you don't have to punctuate anything. Okay. You know, he's making no one can a point. Make you. Is he's that making what you're a saying? point by running doing that. And not it's technically sure it's a run on sentence, but it also is Yeah. But you know But fuck it, the guy yeah, made good money exactly, off it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's William yeah. Faulkner. Made I think bank. he won some prizes and shit. Yeah. I think there's um, a prize named that for him. <laughs> yeah, there might I But that was an easy one for him won. to win. Yeah. It was yeah. what was yeah. it? The, yeah. He got the William Faulkner prize. He was the first recipient. Yeah, of the William Faulkner. Gave it to himself. But I would argue what whatever you're writing, because because your voice and your comedy comes from how you put words together how you time them how you pause how you you know sort of move through that Uh sentence that probably you know it might technically be a run-on sentence but probably what you're doing is conveying your message by the way it never was you're successful (laughs) never was a run-on sentence i won't give people the benefit of the doubt yeah now this may uh you know indict me on this issue but uh I enjoy using a comma. And she sure I, does. I have a long history of what some might call comma overuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have seen my name on a list. Uh, <laughs> we I, have one in our office. I think oh, I yeah. know mm-hmm. that it is often used to separate clauses, but wait for it. I can never remember and perhaps never understood what a clause is. Okay. You're definitely not the only one who uses too many commas, A. That's... Oh, I know, because I go to the support group. Yeah, there's... <laughs> <laughs> Packed in there, but, isn't yeah. It? Wouldn't it be stand up and you go, uh, "My name is Poundstone, comma Paula." <laughs> <laughs> and I use too many commas. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not alone. It's it's actually probably the the biggest like the grammar mistake that we see the most. Yeah. Is Where are people making the that worst? mistake? Didn't you commas? start to say the worst? I thought you started to say it's the worst grammar mistake. No, it's not and the you, worst. And then it's you backed the off. Yeah, that. I did. I did. Yeah. It's not the worst. There's, again, with the judgment, Julia. <laughs> sorry, sorry. She's a grammarian. Yeah. Uh, she you has know what? to judge. There's Punc- no point in... Punctuation is Bonnie, not... for God's sakes, just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really feel like I'm living in a house of horrors here. Bonnie's chair was squeaking she has a chair. I understand that the chair is squeaking and not your bones, Bonnie. Yeah. I'm asking you to not make the chair squeak. I think we're going to have to bring Bonnie a beanbag chair. <laughs> yeah, that's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's she'll, no way to make She'll that never loud. give another piece of candy in her life. <laughs> I want the kids right, to have So candy. where are people making the mistake? Yeah, where are they so adding a, the commas they shouldn't be adding? A clause. No, well, we're starting so, with what's a clause. Yeah, okay. so a clause is it's a group of words that can stand alone as a sentence. And usually what that's defined as is it contains a subject and predicate. So, you know, I ran is a clause. Right. That's, or that's, there, are, there are dependent clauses that can't sure, stand alone sh- as a sentence. Sure. Yes. There are different you kinds of clauses. You don't want to create dependent clauses, though. <laughs> well, you got to. Uh, yeah, I, I would, I'd be paying so much more in taxes if I didn't. Uh, you don't, no, you don't want to create dependent clauses. Why not? Uh, it's a, uh, what's that word? I can't remember. Um, uh, a dependent clause is uh, an elf. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, that sounds right. I'm going to return back to the real that world. That can Let's, uh, stand alone. A group okay. of words that can stand alone as a sentence. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Or right. sort of stand alone as a sentence. What do yeah. You mean, well, I mean, a, you know, like the the technical definition is it has a subject and a predicate. Right. Uh-huh. But there are other kinds of clauses. But just a you right. know. Well, tell me another kind clause. of clause. I can handle well, if it. If you're referencing uh, the king who was clause. just in the room. Yeah. That's not a sentence. The king who was just here in the room. 
But it does have... It's a clause. It's a clause. It's got a subject and a predicate. And you would set that aside with commas. Yeah. Well, what kind of clause is that? It's a dependent clause. You're making the dependent clauses again. You don't (laughs) want to do that. They exist. I forget what the word for that is. Codependent. What's a codependent clause? A codependent clause is a clause that's that's dependent on the rest of the sentence for it to to make sense and for its emotional well-being. Uh Uh-huh. Like... I can't think of one. God damn it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm that not is a comment. really squeaky chair that Bonnie's sitting in. Squeaky chairs. I would say creaking the chair. <laughs> All right. So so we, we, we get this, that, that clauses have to be set aside. Hold on. We better, wait, let her tw- switch chairs yeah, so I'm she's sure, not I'm sure this other chair is going to be the real answer here. <laughs> this, is, this is really going to, we finally figured out what's going to shut Bonnie up. Yeah. The crinkling will see. No, it was the chair. The that chair, chair. Was... Here we go. There yeah, we go. look at that. Yeah, look at that yeah, the chair that you nice. can get up from. All yeah. right. Well, yeah. that was a worthwhile detour for our podcast. <laughs> You're welcome, listeners. Send your send your compliments to captaincrinkle at gmail.com. All right. Um, all right. So, so we've got that. So where do people go wrong then? Where are they overusing? Well, I think a lot of people learn, and I'm, I'm guessing this is what you learned. You learn that a comma equals a pause. No, Which, I never learned you that. You didn't learn that? No. No. I think that is where a lot of people go wrong. Yeah. A comma no, is no, a pause. No, I never learned that. No. No. So where... I, did, I was... So what's your... Yeah, I was not always in the classroom. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't so either. they may have taught that, <laughs> yeah. but I sure didn't learn it. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so a lot of times people think that when they pause in a sentence, that that means that there needs to be a comma. And sometimes that is true. But sometimes it's not true. It's just you're pausing for effect or it feels like there should be a pause. It feels like there should be, or there's a there's a way that like you're hearing this in your head as you write it down that you're like, I'm gonna pause here. Yeah. But but it doesn't really need a comma. Well, am I correct that grammar uh sort of began as a fad um in uh for from playwrights trying to tell actors readings? Have you ever heard that theory before? I I haven't heard that theory, but, but I, that, that would doesn't make seem the wrong. comma being a p- pausing place make sense. Sure, because absolutely, it, I will sometimes I will sometimes put a uh, a period after something that isn't even remotely a sentence, maybe even a single word, just to get that. Especially if I'm writing a script and I want I want to get the cadence right in the actor's mind. Oh, well, I, you know what? That reminds me of one of the things I loathe. Um, there's an ad for the LA Zoo that's at the Los Angeles airport. And it says something like, you know, wildest day ever. But it says wildest period, day, period, ever, period. Why? It's That's modern colloquial sort of um, grammar, actually. So, so the funny thing about grammar is that, yeah, like humans made up all the rules. Yeah. And so we can break all the rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like not a, there's not actual grammar police. I know that there was Woo! like... <laughs> oh boy, you're going to the who's call for that, young yeah. lady. Um, but what do you mean? But uh, okay, Merriam-Webster does not come to your house ever. Uh, but uh, but wait, there can't is there vigilante grammar? I mean, can I just do whatever I want and say, sure. well, I'm a person, I made it up, so it, therefore it is correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Huh? I Absolutely. You can you can not punch school. It. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then where do I do yeah, it? In your books. You wrote oh, books. Oh, in my books. Yeah. I write books. You what write are you books. You write books. You've written three I books. Write, More, I write, maybe. I write books. You do. Yeah, but usually they're edited. Right, but, but, but somebody you could knows say, where to put but the comma. Those are just suggestions, right? You can yeah. say, when you get your copy edits back, you can say, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Did you see my manager, Bonnie Burns, pull that chair across the room? I did. That, by did the you way, hear it, too? Yeah. yeah. Did, that's I what did. she did. I yeah. did. She decided, now I've moved into a quiet chair, but I really, I'm going to want that other chair as a backup. And so she just she dragged did, it across the room. She moved to a chair that she sat down in, and it didn't make any noise. And she then reached across and pulled the noisy chair over to her. Julia, she's That's been my exactly. manager for 26 years. 26 years. I look good, that. don't I? You look amazing. Yeah, yeah. When you consider what I've been through, <laughs> you're crying. You made a grammarian yeah. cry. Yeah. Now, Paula, you had a, you had a question about <laughs> an I argument have, that you've had uh, having with Bonnie. Now, <laughs> when I introduce a vocabulary word on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, my manager, Bonnie Burns insists that I tell what part of speech the vocabulary word is. And I did that for a while, um, because she can really wear you down on some stuff. No kidding. (laughs) I recently stopped, however, because I repeatedly stumbled upon the classification transitive verb and intransitive verb, and I didn't know what those meant. Uh, So when did we come up with... No one ever mentioned... uh, And, you know, unless Judy Platt mentioned it, when I was out of class, which is quite likely, I stayed. I was in every third grade class and was never diagrammed. No one ever diagrammed. No, transitive verbs wouldn't have made it into a third grade class. We used the full range of language in no, the third grade. No, you used grade. language, but you wouldn't have known to call it a transitive. Please, yes. tell us what a transitive and intransitive verb is. So, transitive verb you can take uh, locally. Yeah. Whereas an intransitive <laughs> verb. You have, yeah. to, you have to pay more money for. Right, yeah. but it goes there, gets you there faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's correct? exactly correct. That yeah. is not correct. Come on, no, tell her what a transitive verb is. <laughs> no, um, so a transitive verb is just um, a verb that requires an object. So um, if I say, you know, Paula brought Pop-Tarts. Right. Brought is a transitive verb. You need it. You need something. You did something, right? Like, you brought the Pop-Tarts. I can't just say Paula brought. No, you couldn't. Like, that doesn't make any. We, the question you're like, what? So the what word Paula that bring? it needs is the pop tarts. It yeah. needs the pop tarts. So uh-huh. uh, the verb that again needs so with the codependency. <laughs> no, not anymore. Stop. No. Oh, really? Stopped pop tarts. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. My teenage heart. Yeah. Just broke. Well, I moved oh, to Butterfingers, and okay. then you know what happened there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whole yeah. song and dance now. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's the thing that the question that the pop tarts answers, right? So. Transitive verb has to have the thing. It, it, otherwise, you verb, can ask. Transitive verb has to have a thing. A thing. A, an object. Okay. So an intransitive verb, it doesn't have to have an object. So I can like. just say, Paula laughed. Oh, yeah. Ha mm. <laughs> ha! Laughed is no, you a... Don't, you don't have to laugh. It was a, the idea was. Oh. Laughed is an intransitive verb. need an object. Yeah. You, you both looked at me. You know, Julia, I have to tell you, Sorry. a minute ago, you looked a little panicky. Yeah. You looked a little bit like you were testifying before Congress. I, I did. <laughs> There was a moment we, there. You know, like, people are really, like, weird about grammar. Yeah. And, like, You should actually, have thought of that before you went into the business. I know. <laughs> Believe me. They email us sometimes when it's, like, they think it's not right in our books. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they email us about that. Oh, yeah. really? And, and yeah. threaten you? <laughs> has Giuliani ever come to you? Giuliani has never come to me, but yeah. I, there's a lot of Italians yeah. in my family that look exactly like him that come and oh, tell that me true? the things they come, that they, they do. Yeah. yeah. Julia, you... You didn't, uh, you didn't uh, punctuate that sentence correctly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Uncle Tony wants to take you. Yeah. Yeah. Always You're going to have to get in the car. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, Uncle Tony wants to take yeah. you in a transitive fashion. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, uh, yeah, to uh, uh, eat pasta. It's transitive. Right? 
Yeah. 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 But you could just But eat. actually, yeah. You, you could, could also just, just eat. eat. You yeah. could be either. You could sing Let It Be. Right. Or you could just sing. Yes. Yeah. Or for that matter, you could just let it be. <laughs> there are that so too. many options. There's a lot. This is like being in Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs> it's too much for me. Your use of commas was very disappointing. <laughs> Sorry, I just love the Godfather of Grammar idea. I gave you a, I gave you enough commas to last you all night. <laughs> and yet very by 6 p.m. you're back asking for more commas. <laughs> this is very disappointing. <laughs> now, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but it's really true, which is I'm not going to remember any of this. Yeah. Is there is there a resource for this that you highly recommend? Yeah, there's a, there's a couple that I really like. The first that just came out hit the New York Times bestseller list. It's called Dryer's English by Benjamin Dryer. Dryer's English? D-R-Y-E-R. D-R-Y-E-R. No, I mean, only one E. No, yeah. None before the Y. D- wait, spell it again? No, D-R-Y-E-R. Yeah, D-R-E-Y-E-R. Like- D-R-E-Y-E-R. I'm so sorry. D-R-E-Y-E-R. Yeah. yeah and- oh, I thought it was Dryer's English. Like, no. somebody's in the dryer. No. And they, and, uh, let me out of here! Exclamation point! <laughs> that's, that's Dryer's English. That's pretty yeah. much all you'd be yeah. saying from inside a dryer. I'm already fluffy. Um, so <laughs> right, dryers, dryers, dryers English, dryers English. So Ben Dryer is um, not a great title writer. The... <laughs> nope. It's not his gift. Not no, his gift. but he's the head of copy at Random House. Oh, oh is he? Yeah. Oh. Good job, Ben. Yeah, and a good Absolutely. Twitter follow How if you're into that, that kind of thing. Oh. Uh, it's like thirty years or something. Oh, okay, great. Because I I wrote one book and it was published by Random House. Oh, so, good. So, so Ben was probably, so he probably all probably copy that. edited it. Yeah, yeah. or someone yeah. someone someone who, under him. Yeah, who yeah. he bosses around. Um, so so that's a great one that just came out and is fun and sort of um, it, it's easy to read and and uh-huh. will teach you a lot. Yeah. Then the one I sleep next to by mm-hmm. my bed on mm-hmm. my bedside table is Eats Shoots and Leaves. Oh, I love oh, Eats so Shoots and Leaves. That's a good trust. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then the classic is Strunk and White, the elements sure. of Strunk and White. Sure, I carry it in my carry-on bag. Sure. Here's what I don't do. Read it. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have, though. Yeah. How yeah. did you know? I haven't even written you my thank you note yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little dry, that Strunk yeah, and White. It is a little it dry. Is, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really dry. work that well as a reference book. Funnily enough, Dryer's English is not that dry. Dryer's less dry? Yeah, Dryer's is less dry. Okay. I read a book called Water once that's a history of man's relationship with water, and uh, it was very dry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good book, though. You know, we have a bunch of questions from our listeners. We we opened up the floor on Facebook and the floodgates... Ooh, wow. A lot Open. of people having trouble with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so let's, uh, Paula, you want to take, take turns on this? Uh, we have the whole uh, list right it here. It looks like Dean, Gris- uh, Dean Crystal asked, when do you use lie versus lay and vice versa? I can answer that. When Trump talks, you use lie. <laughs> right. However, I'll I- never lay. I always lie. <laughs> However, I believe that uh, what uh, what Dean Crystal is asking, or Deanie Crystal, I can't, it's, it's a D-E-N-E, um, we're talking about lies and lying down. Yeah. Or okay. laying down. So it goes back to our transitive versus intransitive verb. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> conversation, I'm so sorry to tell oh, you. Jesus. Yeah. Um, lay is a transitive verb. Lay and is lie a... is an intransitive verb. Okay, wait. So that's so... why it's now I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. Because it's, you're laying something down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Lay down. So yeah. lay has to have an object. Lie does not have to have an object. So could, well, if, if, if the prayer, prayer was any difference, it would be now I lie down to sleep. But because it's now I lay me down to sleep. Yeah. I get it. 
I don't. So, like, your cat likes to lay down. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And they, I like to lay down. Right. So your cat, your, cat, <laughs> your cat likes to lay down. Yeah. Yeah. That is a in trans, or I'm sorry, that is, or the cat likes to lay on the counter. Okay. Yeah. So the cat has to be laying somewhere, right? Lay on the counter. Yeah. Lay down. It has to be somewhere. There has to be an object with that. But if it lies, it can just lie. You just lie. It can lie down, but it's, no, it can't lie down. I'm sorry. You can't, can't ever lie, lie down? down? You can never lie down. Can you ever lie down? See, now I get confused, this too. It's confusing. Uh, it's confusing. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'll tell you something. If you wear these Dr. Scholl's insoles, you won't feel like lying down. Uh, because they give you all-day comfort to help you move more. It's just something to keep in mind. Right. Uh, so the cat lays on the counter. Yeah. He's the been cat in my house. lies around. Right, so it's like there's not an object. Around isn't an object; it's a preposition. Uh-huh. The counter is an object. Okay. So, like a bridge over troubled waters, I'll just lie down. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Instead of lay me down. Yes. All right. Paul is not liking this at all. No, Let's no, move on I from Jeff it. Hall. No, it is Thank a tra- crystal. Yeah. yeah. From Jeff Hall, are you <laughs> supposed to use apostrophes when making an acronym plural? Okay, so this one's like a little bit based on what you like, um, which is like the part of grammar that we all hate is that there's kind of not really a rule. So I'm saying I'm wondering what what there is about Trump and the FBI's files. So the FBI's files, that one's a little like normally I wouldn't put an apostrophe there because – you don't it, technically for a pluralization. You don't put an apostrophe. Like that's just the rule. But in uh, that but, case, but FBI's files was the files a, that belong a, to the yeah, FBI. Yeah, that's, right? that's a possessive. So yeah. the the um, let's see. I know there's not a plural of the FBI's. Um, no. How many FBI's do we have? Yeah, but if you're talking about the, you know, all of the A's I use, I got in school. I got so many A's in school. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Some people would say that, like, maybe you do put an apostrophe because it just looks weird yeah. Yeah. to have a capital oh, A. Oh, like right. I, the area I got so many right. as. Even though, really, technically, you wouldn't put that. You know what I mean? You, you do it for clarity because otherwise... You do it for clarity. I see. So the FBI, like, if there are multiple bags of chips... And there are. And there are so many Imagine bags of that. chips in front of Imagine me. Imagine if there were multiple bags of chips. <laughs> I'm picturing it like <laughs> How exactly could that happened. Be? Yeah. So that doesn't, you don't, you're not going to put a, a, an apostrophe between the S. Like that's weird. But if it's, you know, all of the um, U's that, like the prince use, you know, just like nothing compares to you, just you. Right. Well, I would never do that anyway. But, but Sinead oh, O'Connor and that. Prince like to do it. Yeah. So if you were like, Jesus. but if so if you were gonna like pluralize that, yeah. you might put an apostrophe. So it doesn't uh-huh. look like us. So it doesn't look like us. Yeah. 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 Nobody wants to look like us. No. Now, um, <laughs> Paula, here's another one from Kim Thurston. Do you want to read it? Kim Thurston wants to know what is the purpose for a semicolon. Well, it's obviously when you don't want to use a whole colon, Kim. 
Uh, why not two separate sentences? Yeah. Boy, you can tell this is really eating away at her. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's eating away at a lot. I've of never heard Kim Thurston this upset. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In fact, I'm paraphrasing what she said. Yeah. What the fuck is what Kim Thurston said? <laughs> wow. She didn't really. so what's the goddamn purpose for a semicolon? Why not? Kim, two you need to tone it down, or we're not going to read your questions on the sentences. air anymore. Absolutely. <laughs> and then she put in parentheses. I'm tearing the books off the shelves right now. Yeah. yeah. I can tell. Um, so sh- actually, it's they're not like necessary ne- necessarily. So it is to to separate two clauses. Uh-huh. But what it does and what it sort of signifies is closeness. Those closeness of two, those two clauses. So what an author is trying to do when they put a semicolon is tell you that there is a, an actual connection between these two clauses, both of which, by definition, could be complete sentences on their own. Right. Um, you don't have to, but it know. has that kind of feel to it, right? Uh-huh. The, the sentence after the semicolon can feel like there's a therefore there, even if there isn't a therefore there, right? And and also it could like sometimes it's weird because they'll be kind of about two different things, these two halves of the semicolon, but that should signify to you as the reader that like this actually there's something connected here that the author wants me to know is connected. It's sort of like saying the two sentences are going out, yeah, uh huh. So it's like Danny and Sandy in Greece. Danny and Sandy in Greece. Yeah, John Travolta and oh, wow. Newton. Yeah, John. I wasn't even there. I was thinking. I was thinking like, do we know any Greeks? No, because you know, oh. you know, we were talking. We were talking about uh, how we have so many listeners in Greece. Just just yeah. two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, but that you know, it's funny because that that right there. If you were to look for the difference between you and me, yeah, the difference is that when I say Danny I and Sandy in Greece, okay, I, I, you right away think the country Greece, right, and I. Yeah, and thinking the Danny Zuko the, and Sandy the, the oddly bad yeah. message film. What was Sandy's last name? Uh, we had Danny I'm, Zuko, but uh, Sandy. I don't even. What was, was that? Dombrowski. 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 Really? Sandy Dombrowski. That doesn't sound Australian. No, that's the <laughs> Polish version of Greece. Yeah. Lastly. A question that is at the intersection of grammar and social justice from listener Kevin Fairchild. I would love to hear them talk about how to avoid using he slash she, choosing instead to opt for using gender neutral language or they slash them slash their when the person's pronouns are unknown. Boy, this truly is moving into. He would love to hear us talk about that. All right, Kevin, I don't think we're going to. All right, moving on. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bonnie's like, come Bonnie's, on, Adam. <laughs> Bonnie's really disappointed. No, I'm kidding. Um, I say use them. Use the singular they. Use their and them when you're talking about someone. Whose gender you whose don't gender know. Whose gender you don't wow, know. I see. Why not? I never, I, I didn't get that before. There's not, a, there's not a reason not to. Yeah. Well, that is a good idea. Yeah. There well, was yeah, a long time. Can it there sometimes was, feel like it's a plural when it's not? It can feel that way, and I think it's just because a lot of us were trained so hard to not use it, and I think right. a lot of us... When you say trained hard, yeah. were there sticks involved? <laughs> were there a lot of rewards? Well, we've established that you weren't there for it when the sticks I, well, came yeah, out. Maybe yeah. there were sticks. The sticks I don't came know. out, and you were like, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I'm not just Yeah, Roald Dahl was yeah. Uh, caned. Yeah. No, but the they and them thing is interesting to me because it does... I am trained to 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 assume a plural when I hear they. Sure. So, but then again, I do understand that he or she doesn't leave open the possibility of anything else. Right. And so, I th- 
sorry. I think um, I think we're kind of all learning along with how the language is changing. Yeah. So you know, make room for it. That's, yeah. That's my. No, get angry about the person that you think is doing it wrong. That's how you do it. Yeah, Have you great. never on, been on grammar. Twitter? <laughs> when somebody messes oh up a gosh. pronoun, you yeah. just you start shitting yeah. on them at six a.m. and don't stop until they cry and cancel <laughs> their account. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that is how it's handled now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have uh, any last last questions that have been raised by this discussion? No, I don't think so. Um, so a lot of it is just you don't want to do anything that looks weird. That's why I got a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, it's, like I said, it's about communication. So it's about, like... It is so hard to focus on you right now because that bison... Right. His beard is just about touching your shoulder. Is now, that bothering you? You not only assumed the gender, you got it wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is offensive, Paula Pounce. So would that be there? I quit. Would that Adam be... Felber won't be here next week. So if I don't know the, the gender of the bison, would I say their beard? Yeah. All right. Their beard. How many bison is this? One bison. one bison. There it is. <laughs> there. T H E R E. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's right. She was right. I just. I can't look at a bison and think it's a girl. Yeah. There's just a masculine look about a bison. Well, that's Sorry. That's, that's, that's the baggage that you bring to the conversation. Paula. <laughs> I think it, it might be. It might. That, that's true. That's my ignorance showing. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Julia, it's it, the the bison's beard was right. Over your shoulder. And are those cloven hooves, Anthony? Anthony, are those cloven hooves on the bison? Yes. <laughs> he says yes. He, yeah. he, they're <laughs> an ungulate. They're an ungulate. What what word? Is that a noun? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, thank you, Julia, for proving what Gertrude Stein wrote a long time ago. Quote, I really do not know that anything has ever been more exciting than diagramming sentences. Wow. That tells you a little bit about Gertrude Stein. Now, Paula, what is Pigeons in the grass, alas. She said that, too. She did. Yeah. She did the roses are roses are roses are roses thing as well. Uh, Paula, what advice can you give our listeners about grammar now that you will no doubt forget by tomorrow? Dalton, can I have a little grammatically perfect music to underscore this summary? Nice. The rule of thumb for grammar is that it is used to make... Clear communication. Back, period, up, period, bison, period, move, period, your, period, cloven, period, hooved, period, ungulate, period. Grammar was invented by people, and people can change it. Squirrels can't change it, semicolon. Birds can't change it, period. A run-on sentence is a sentence not punctuated correctly. It has nothing to do with how long the sentence is, even though there are many sentences that are really quite long, like William Faulkner books that win William Faulkner book awards, comma, but don't make any sense to me at all, comma, not the sound and the fury, and not as I lay dying, which can easily be confused, period. (laughs) Commas. Commas, comma, are, comma, not, comma, used, comma, for, comma, pauses, period. This is all I remember. So I'll get Dreyer's English by Benjamin Dreyer. Julia Callahan is an acquisition editor and director of sales and marketing for Rare Bird Books. Julia, thank you so much for being on our show. Fantastic, That Julia. was terrific. All right, when we come back, producer Tony Nita Hull has an update on how this podcast ratings are doing globally. Ecuador loves us. Spoiler alert, Ecuador loves us. That's coming up right after this. (music) 
The Cat of the Week is Ruth Bader Kittensburg from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Stop worrying about how much peanut butter at the top. We've got a gold-plated nutter. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. Now, I know what you were thinking. You were thinking, well, that's Paula Poundstone's smash hit record, Not My Butterfinger, available on iTunes and Spotify and everywhere else. But I was thinking that. That was, in fact, the Not My Butterfinger ringtone, Woo! now available on iTunes. Wow. Yeah. So Where Bonnie Burns got, got the ringtone up on iTunes. She says she did. <laughs> so, uh, what. We may have to have a Christmas special where she explains how why she that did didn't it. happen. Yeah. yeah. Or the marathon. <laughs> Our telethon episode will be. Bon- Bonnie's Bonnie. almost through this explanation, folks, but if you call in now, we're in hour 23 of Bonnie explaining the ringtone fiasco. Why uh, don't you give. <laughs> Now, Paula, um, yes. how, are your, how are your feet, and how's your energy level, and how's your desire to move? Uh, well, my desire to move is good. I, I don't know if I can entirely blame it on the Dr. In, Scholl's extra inserts. support massaging gel yeah, inserts. Yeah, although they didn't say, you know, make sure you have shoes that have space between the top and your foot. Right. And who would wear a shoe that had space between the top and their foot? It would kind of... It would, you know, it no. would clickety-clack all well, the time. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I, I would have to examine your shoe. But when people have insoles, like custom-made insoles, like the orthotics that I have, yeah. what we do is we go to the shoe store and we find the shoes where you can take the pad, the existing pad, out and oh. you replace it with... So my Dr. Scholl's insoles went over bare shoe bottom. Oh, I basically. see what you're saying. Now, you might still well, have your insoles. Well, there's no instruction insoles. on the package about well, that. Well, Dr. Scholl assumes a certain level of uh, knowledge. Yeah, well, I didn't know anything about that. Matters. So I would say, I'm feeling very stiff and not so active. Well, when you got up that, a few minutes ago and went to the bathroom, you were kind of almost, not limping, but kind of gimping. Yeah, yeah, you know, I couldn't, uh, it gimped. took me a while. I had to go through the, uh, okay, you know the evolution of man chart? Yes. Uh, which, by the way, is inaccurate to begin with, but... I went through okay. that as I stood up. Oh yeah, you went from like, ape to fully erect. Yeah, it took yeah. and it took me um, several hundred thousand years. Yeah, uh, to do it. It felt like a few hundred thousand years yeah, for those, those so of us spectating here in the studio. Uh, so I don't feel. Um, I, I right. do, I'm so, Doctor Scholes, you're on notice because uh, we're we're almost done with the show. By golly, we're going to be done with this by the end of the week, and you're going to then we're going to render a verdict. Yeah. So in the interest of moving along, are we um, moving along? We're moving along. We're tracking we're moving... our gl- global listeners, as you. Oh, know. I'm so excited about okay. this because uh, we are uh, spreading out throughout the, the yes. globe. What and... happened was for a while we were really fixated on how well we were placing on the comedy charts in Moldova. Yeah, because and it looked like we were doing fantastic. It looked like in we were doing great. We were Moldova. number twenty-seven there or something at one point, and yeah. then Tony Nita Hull did a little digging into the data and found out that it turns out they're just not really into comedy in Moldova. Well, not so, into ours, anyways. Well, well, it, it like even though we were number twenty-seven, we'd had something like you know seven downloads or something. Yeah, <laughs> for seven downloads, you could be number twenty-seven. Yeah. And then we, it turns out we were actually hot in Greece. Well, this week, um, we're hot, it turns out, in a new place. Tony, tell us. What, come on up to the microphone, Tony Anita Hall. To, this is Tony Let's Anita Hall's her. update <laughs> on you, our international you. standings. Well, Tony, where are we killing it now? Ecuador. Oh, boy. You see, Bonnie, that's how you answer a question. <laughs> One word. So much information. 
Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. All right, so we're doing well. All right, so uh, what does that translate to? Um, So we're number 42 on the Ecuador comedy chart on iTunes, and that's 79 downloads over three months. Over the last three months. (laughs) Yeah. That's like 20 a month. That's more than 20 a month. Whoa, we are tearing it up in Ecuador. 25, 25, and 26 a month. It's a lot a month. My concern is that if I fly to Ecuador, I'll just be stampeded. Yeah. It'll be like a David Cassidy thing uh, all over again. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Everybody, there she is. There she is. It's Paula Poundstone. Right. So so we're, we're doing better there than in Moldova, and yet we've done all this stuff for Moldova. We've done right. all this shit for them. We've yeah. eaten their foods and stuff. Yeah. We, we've, uh, Thanks, Moldova. Yeah. Moldova really let us down. So, Tony, let us know about where our real fan base is. Give us some facts about Ecuador. Um, Ecuador is the closest country to space. What? What do you mean? Yep. Clo- That's ridiculous. Yep. Most people think it's Mount Everest, but the globe is lopsided. So Ecuador's so the mountains of Ecuador mm-hmm, are closer to space. Oh, I, I, I thought you meant just like when you walk out on the street, like yeah. not, not when you're up on a mountain. Well, yeah, you got. So get... the mountain peaks of Ecuador yes. are close. yes, closer to space. space. Yeah. 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 I think we're all equidistant. If we're just walking around on the well, flat street, aren't we? We, I, we would have to really get a ruling yeah. on that. I am not qualified to answer that question. Well, I'm a little closer because I have these inserts in. That's right. That got you closer <laughs> to space. Closer um, what I else? Am. Tell us more about this. Um, it's the only country named for a, a geographical feature um, because Ecuador comes from the word equator. Um, but is, is the equator a geographical feature or just a notion of where the equator is? I think that I don't know how to know. answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I stickled. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, not stickle over a thing like that, huh? Well, now You've she's... really got me contemplating oh, everything wow. now. Whether there high. was really whether whether there was really a line around the center of the Earth. Well, there's, mean, there's there's not. not. No. Okay. There's. Um. Not. Anyway, um. The iconic Panama hat you love is actually from Ecuador, not Panama. Those bastard Panamanians stole the hat? Yep. We made this. Sorry, Ecuador. I had no idea. One of the things I noticed right now is that instead of wearing the traditional Ecuadorian or Incan costume of a white blouse, blue skirt, gold beaded necklaces, and red coral bracelets, Tony is still wearing her traditional Greek peplos. Yeah, she she attached to the peplos two weeks ago when we did the Greece episode. She was so hoping that we'd still be big in Greece this week. It's really comfy. The the peplos peplos. is a comfortable garment. It looks comfortable. Not to put down the Ecuadorian outfit, but the... No, the uh, Tony's the, rocking blouse, a peplos. the blue skirt, the gold beaded necklaces, and the yeah. red coral bracelets. Uh, uh, but Tony, Tony uh, has a thing for her peplos. You know, one thing to keep in mind, Tony, is that Tom Hanks was going to do the show tonight, and I, I know because he I, was. I bumped into him shopping at Roger Federer's place uh, just around the corner here. That place is Fetters, and it has nothing <laughs> to do with Roger Federer. Well, Tom Hanks doesn't know that, but he. <laughs> He won't Fair. come on if Tony is wearing her peplos. So that's, oh, because it scandalizes him. Uh, I, you know, I don't know. He's the nicest guy in show business, but he has had some demands. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't. He wouldn't come last week uh, because he he won't come uh, if I'm wearing my ruby sateen dress. Oh, look, everybody! It's the podcast's first favorite denuded <laughs> hand puppet. It's Mrs. Culpepper. Well, thank you, Adam Felba. You know, I would enjoy some of those inserts. What inserts for what? Uh, for my my feet, Adam. Are my your feet. feet hurting you, Mrs. Culpepper? Uh, no, but I'd like to have more energy. 
Oh, well, they, it seems like they're not working anyway. Why would you need more energy? Just so you can keep up with the pace of the, the, that uh, Captain Culpepper leads you on in your busy life together? Uh, well, uh, in fact, uh, Captain Culpepper is deceased. He's passed, Adam. Oh, dear God. I'm so sorry, Mrs. Culpepper. It I've once again tragedy. raised that, 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 that horrifying it thing. It was a painful memory, Adam. Fill well, up. I don't want you to relive it. I'm sure it must have been really awful to find him that morning, uh, you know, after a heart attack or whatever it was. It was not a heart attack. No. No, what was it? Was he died from a, a, a trial toxism. Oh, dairy and cheese poisoning, of course. Well, that's tragic, was, but it does uh, happen. The poisoning uh, from a, a cheese product or a dairy product. Right. And in this case, sour cream. Uh, uh, no, it was not the sour cream. Oh, no, it, was it wasn't? A, it was the Gouda that got it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I don't know if you're enjoying that as much as I am, but oh, man, every week. I'll tell you what, I will not truckle to Tom Hanks the way you have. Oh, uh, w- w- don't eat, don't eat Anita Hull. Do not truckle to Tom Hanks. You wear your peplos if you want to, dear. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Culpepper. I have to say, these puppets are popping up just like they do on a kid's show. <laughs> for no reason and for no rhyme. I was just enjoying the show and I wanted to uh, participate. That's right. Well, do you have anything to say about Ecuador, Mrs. Uh, Culpepper? No, I've never been. Okay, well, t- I-, I think you might enjoy this. Everybody might. Tony, you have brought uh, some Ecuadorian music, have you yes. not? Oh, I'm I would enjoy excited. that. If only the captain was here so we could cut a rug. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I brought a song from Julio Jaramillo. Jaramillo. Uh-huh. Jaramillo. Uh, and um, it's called <laughs> Dueda, which translates to debt. Debt. Nueva? Nueva? Dueda. Dueda. Oh, Dueda. 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 Anything yes. you want to tell us about uh, Julio? Because uh, what I've heard is that he was a notable Ecuadorian <laughs> singer and recording artist who performed throughout Latin America, achieving great fame for his renditions of his Pasillos, popular genre of Ecuadorian music. Yeah, he's recorded over uh, 4,000 songs and is considered to be one of the most beloved singers of Ecuador. All right, that's uh, Julio Jaramillo with his song Dueda, which translates to debt. Um, uh, oh, um the lyrics, should I read the lyrics or are we just going to listen to the song first? I think we should listen to the song first. Let's listen to the song first. I like it. I wish the captain had me in his arms. <laughs> Don't weep, Mrs. Culpepper. Okay, that was really, that was lovely. Let's not fade that down. Um, <laughs> thank you, Julio. Uh, we'll thank call. Um, <laughs> so so I, I, I chose the song because it reminded me of the podcast. In what way? The last lyric is, I will not cry because life is the school of pain. Well, that reminded you of the podcast? <laughs> what about it reminded you of a podcast? What the fuck, Tony? Jesus, you're not going to win the but description the award. We, we all have the translation right here. Why are you so? The whole soul I gave you and you joked quietly of my passion. If good triumphs over evil and the reason is imposed in the end, what to suffer? Because you made my heart suffer. It's a debt that you have to pay how the debts of love are paid. 
And well, I, that's a, if what, you know, <laughs> wow. If, uh, all you listeners that are trying to come up with a succinct but compelling <laughs> description of the show f- yeah. to win a fresh bar of hotel soap, Tony just nailed it with <laughs> the death song. From Ecuador, <laughs> Tony. What, what? What the hell? Why does that? Re- why does this song remind you of? It? Oh well, just, I mean, the title reminded me of the podcast. Oh, Debt? Debt. Oh yeah. yeah, not necessarily. Well, we the- haven't really moved into the black yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those- <laughs> yeah, that's a good point right there. Although that closing line, where you <laughs> learn also to endure the pains of cruel disillusion. Yeah, I hope that doesn't really remind you of the podcast. I'm paying you, aren't I, Tony? <laughs> but you're still in debt. You're still massive student debt, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. So everything anyway, you do reminds you of this song. It's true. Just listen to it at very night and cry, true. but don't bring it back here. No, that was very, very pleasant. I, I'm, I'm a new Julio Jaramillo fan. Oh, I'm getting the collection. Are you? Julio Jaramillo, are you kidding? Excellent. Uh, I'm getting all the versions of Dueda. I'm going to have Dueda on my ringtone. And not 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 my Butterfinger? Well, this is so compelling. I it want is compelling. The line, it reminds uh, you of you. I will not cry. So every time my phone rings, I hear, I will not cry, except for in Espanol. Yeah, that's the end of the song, by the way. I will not cry because life is the school of pain <laughs> where you learn also to endure the pains of a cruel disillusion. See, I was never in class. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't learn to endure it. Now, speaking of Ecuador, Paula, you're uh, you're always on the road. You have any Ecuadorian dates coming up? I won't be in Ecuador. You won't? I'm going to be in Alexandria, Virginia, Ecuador adjacent, at the Birchmere Music Hall on November 15th, 16th, and 17th. And on New Year's Eve, not Ecuador either. What? I'll be in San Francisco at the Sydney Goldstein Theater, formerly known as the Norse. Formerly known as the Norse Theater. As the Norse Theater. But even back then, when it was called the Norse, it was not in Ecuador. Now, if you want to get in touch with us, to remind you that nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com, enter our theme song contest, send us a description of the show. You might even win a bar of hotel soap. A fresh bar of hotel soap. That's so important. <laughs> and if you have a theme song entry for us, or a vocabulary song entry for us, or a short description of our show, you may e- email us at that same address. That's nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. We'll be back right after this. According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and 11 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. This is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. And so I have to write material that makes sense and makes people laugh. I also have to think about what I'm saying to people. If I kick your ass, I'll make you famous. The fight to get LGBTQ representation in the show. Mm-hmm. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. I really just became a political speechwriter by accident. Of realizing that I have accidentally uh, pulled my pants down. <laughs> Listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's like if the guinea pig was complicit in helping the scientist. Hello, 
Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And together we present Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. We explain the historical significance of everyday etiquette topics, then answer your questions relating to modern life. So join us weekly on MaximumFun.org or wherever podcasts are found. No RSVP required. Check out Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? On this day in unremarkable history, Adolf Hitler said, Ugh, all that screaming hurts my throat. Welcome back, all you nobodies. So, uh, Paula, let's do this. Uh, let's let's render a verdict on these um, insoles. Well, uh, it's my my experience. Yes, your uh, experience. Now, your feet uh, like are, are purple, like bluish purple. There's. Uh, I I I I'm I'm gonna head over to your house after the show and have you begin the <laughs> amputations. <laughs> I, I don't really um, do those. I, I you know, it's they're they're do, a little bit squishy uh-huh. when you first put them on. They're a little bit squishy, um, uh, which kind of feels good when you first put them on. But I have to say, it, it hasn't helped me move anymore, and it hasn't made me feel more energetic. I do not feel more energetic. In fact, I'm kind of tired. And and I, I definitely haven't moved more than I usually do. I'm actually really looking forward to getting these out of my shoes. So, <laughs> so I will move to go across the room and get my my other insoles back. Oh yeah, so because you want a higher quality insert before, is that correct? I, yeah, although I would take just regular store bought, you know, what comes with the shoe over these because these they're kind of making my feet ache. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. All right. Well, okay. Not in a strangulated way. Your feet and legs. Yeah. No. We did. We we did. We did the best we could, Doctor Schultz. Yeah. If there was more to it, you should have let us know. I think Dr. Scholes, to be honest with you, is probably a PhD in something completely unrelated to the human body. So I think he calls himself doctor, but like he probably, you know, did like Icelandic literature, got his doctoral in that. Well, you can call yourself doctor. I mean, you could name your kid doctor. We right. Could, we could call that bison over there doctor. Right. Especially um, since uh, Anthony refuses to tell us what its name is. Yeah. You know a, why I think he's an doing ungulate. that? It's an ungulate. That's true, but yeah, I think he's doing that because like he gets those bison from kind of dodgy places. Yeah, it could be a hot bison. Is my point. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got that bison from uh, Rudy Giuliani's connections in the Ukraine. <laughs> right. A couple of Ukrainians, a couple of bald, tough-looking Ukrainians. Um, all right. Well, Paula, I guess that's all the time we have on the show. I mean, usually I'd ask you if you had a message for the fans listening to nobody listens to Paula Boundstone, but I guess you don't this week. So... I do. Oh, you do. I do. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Adam, as you know, in the last couple of weeks, I've tried to accommodate your wishes to ask our listeners to spread the word about Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, by suggesting a simple sample dialogue that might engage a larger group. You did try to do that last week. Some say I have truckled to your desires. Okay. Often listeners find that sharing with others that they listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, can be an awkward conversation. Uh So here is my suggestion of a simple Sample dialogue that might shimmy that pole. Shimmy that pole. Try this. Listener, good morning, folks, and welcome aboard. We'll be headed for Chicago here in, um... (laughs) Here in... Here in just a a few minutes. Um, You've got flight attendants, Erica and Tony back there. If you need anything, put your stuff away... (laughs) 
<laughs> and sit down. 20 minutes later, listener. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this, is, this is your captain speaking. I have something kind of awkward to tell you. See, Adam? Yeah, I see. Listener. I am a nobody listens to Paula Poundstone listener. It's a comedy podcast. In fact, I was up here in the cockpit listening and I missed the signal to take off. Now we have to wait in line on the tarmac for a while. The good news is this gives you time to download Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, so you can listen during our trip. Three hours later. <laughs> listener. Ladies and gentlemen, we're beginning our initial descent. If you could turn off all your electronic devices. Passenger one. No! Passenger two. <laughs> I love French Trump. Passenger three. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm on episode 40. Brian Cranston is coming. Passenger four. If they can get the sloth out of the chair. Passenger five. <laughs> Can't we just circle? Passenger six, I'll skip the wedding. Passenger seven, are there no hijackers on this flight? Fiji's nice this time of year. Wow. There so you, do you see, Adam, yeah. what's happening here if is we someone, a pilot. someone is sharing about yeah. the show to a larger group just the way you wanted. Yeah, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to rubber stamp this one because although I find the dialogue implausible, I find it implausible that he keeps interrupting his own speech with laughter at something that he is simultaneously listening to. I mean, that's what the dialogue is. It's very rough there at the beginning because he's saying, uh, attention, passengers, I just want to let you know that. <laughs> As though he's because simultaneously he's talking and listening. And he's listening and talking at the same time. You can do that. You really can't do that. You can do that. No, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Do you have any? I just had to wave Bonnie off. She's like shredding something over there. Do you have any? Do you have any off. idea how many times the pilot have said, uh, "You know, we're we're about to take off. Put your stuff away." Yeah, that's, they're not even listening to that's themselves. That's automatic pilot. Okay. They don't have okay, to. Fine, uh, they fine. don't have to. But listen. I do like the idea of if you are a listener and an airline pilot, that would be a great thing to do. Tell tell your <laughs> tell your everybody in the cabin, first class and economy about us. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Well, another, another thing you could say is, uh, you could say, we're going down. You may as well listen. You could say yeah, that. No, no, don't do that because <laughs> you'll get fired. And, yeah. and No, but if you're going down, you see what I'm saying? Don't bother turning off your electronics. We're going down. You know, that's exactly the demographic we don't want. <laughs> the people who are like five minutes away from dying in a fiery plane. Oh, well, I guess that's true. That's not going to really help That's not who we're going, we're going for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we may have to land in Moldova. I'm going to say if you're, if you're going down in a plane crash or um, over the age of 100, don't listen to us. Yeah. No, you know what? Uh, still, it would give you pleasure. So if you are going down in a plane crash, go ahead and listen. Because this is about you, not about us. All right. And remember, nobody's. Our email address is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Oh, and and you can find shoes. my Tri-PolyBlend t-shirts, my remarkably soft Tri-PolyBlend t-shirts, with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back, at paulapoundstone.com. 
You got to love that tripoly. It's in fact Latin for three parrots. Now, that's our show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezevnik, and Tony Anita Ho. Bonnie and Tony, great job tonight. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony Alfaro. Special thanks to tonight's house band, Dalton Day. You were fantastic, Dalton. And thanks to our guest, Julia Callahan, grammarian. Security muscle is provided by Tyler Knives Burke, and he is looking lethal tonight. Transcription services for this show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Hey, happy Halloween, Paula. Oh, thanks to you too. And by the way, those hot pants look great on you. Thank you. I never thought I'd rediscover myself as sexy Paula Poundstone, but here it is. Yeah. You're I feel gonna, good. You're going to get a lot of candy. <laughs> you know I am. Unless you're at Bonnie's house. She won't open the door. Well, I'm just going to be the first one there and take the whole <laughs> bowl. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, it's honest. <laughs> just leave a note that said, honestly, I took the whole bowl. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.